Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. I think that people really miss this as the red flag that it is. If you sit down with your friends, like y'all, listen to me. This is such a sign that your friendship or your relationship is not growing. If you sit down with this person and the only thing you can talk about is the past, the relationship is dying or already dead. Those end up being such fun conversations because you're bringing up all the best times that you ever had. So you leave these experiences and you think, oh my gosh, I have so much fun every time I see Kevin. But if you step back and ask yourself, you're like, Kevin is not interested in anything that is going on in my current life right now. Oftentimes these friends, these relationships, these mentors, these whatever they are, are really only interested in who you were to them when you met them. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi to everybody. Welcome to another episode of the show. If you are watching this on YouTube, then you're like, whoa, Rachel, did you have a court appointment today? Why are you dressed so fancy? I just was feeling a little ruffle moment, okay? That is what is happening right now. I just... It's Friday. It's the first time the sun has come out in like two weeks. And I just was feeling happy. And I wanted to put on a little vibrant orange color, 
wanted to just, so that's why. That's why I've got some big puffy sleeves and a peplum. That's what's happening. What's happening on the show today is a conversation about relationships, more specifically compatibility. I was having a really interesting conversation with a friend group of mine about one member of our group who has recently gone through a pretty big breakup. And we were talking about how we get ourselves into these situations where we stay inside of relationships way longer than we should. This is true for romantic relationships. I think this happens super often inside of friendships. And it was just a really rich, real unpacking of like the mistakes I've made, the mistakes my friends have made, and how we found ourselves in this place. And it gave me an idea for this episode because I know that we are not the only people who will look back on the choices we've made in the past with friends or romantic partners and be like, wah, wah, why did I stay in that way longer than I should have? I think it happens because we are not aligning on some really core basic fundamentals. And I want to chat about that with you. Like, I feel like if we are aligned as friends, as people who are dating, like if we are aligned on some really basic levels, you will always know whether or not we are compatible. You will always know whether or not you are with the right person or you're in the right relationship. I guess this could almost be one, as I'm looking at these, this could be for work as well. This could be like, am I compatible with this company I'm about to start working with? Am I compatible with this potential new manager in my life? So I'm going to share three signs that you are compatible. And the reverse is also true. I'm going to share these three signs, these three questions you can ask yourself, where if you're not saying yes to these questions, then chances are you really need to take a deeper look at why you are with someone that you are not aligned with. Let's jump in. It turns out, because I like when things sort of flow together and are cute and in a little bit of a mix, uh, these are all how questions. So, you know, who, what, when, where, why, how. These are all three hows. So these are the three hows of are we compatible. The first one is how are you both showing up consistently? How do you and this other person show up in your life, in the world, in your community? How do you show up consistently? I'm adding the word consistently because anybody can show up anyway at the beginning. And many of us fall in love with someone, whether it's a friend or a romantic partner, we fall in love with them in the beginning based on behavior in the beginning. And we use that behavior they had in the beginning to ignore all the other stuff that came after it. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the idea of love bombing. This is something I learned a ton about when I was researching narcissism. I had a great conversation with a woman here on the show. We talked about covert narcissism and how that shows up in relationships. But this idea of love bombing happens with narcissists. It happens with cults. It happens a lot of times with companies that are really good at marketing, which is essentially that when you get into a relationship with someone, they are so over the top 
about how wonderful you are, how compatible you are, how everything about you is perfect. Oh my gosh, we have so much in common. Oh my gosh, you're so wonderful. Where have you been my whole life? If you encounter someone who has known you for like two weeks and is already obsessing over how great you are, y'all, that should be one of the biggest red flags you have ever seen. Nobody is going to meet you and within five seconds be deeply, passionately in love with you. It's just not a thing. Or let me say it a different way. It's not a healthy thing. Certainly, we meet people and right away you have this feeling in your gut. You're like, oh my gosh, we're going to be friends forever. Like, I love this girl. She's so wonderful. Or you meet someone, you're like, oh, there's a spark there. There's something there. But when you meet someone and they immediately to you are like so over the top, it's hard not to get involved in that. It's hard not to be, for lack of a better term, it's hard not to be turned on by someone thinking that you are so freaking amazing. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm pretty great. And you are really fantastic. But it should take someone longer than a minute to figure that out. So this love bombing thing happens where someone's so over the top, oh my gosh, you're so amazing, slash. Oftentimes, people who are love bombing employ mirroring. This was like a huge, like, this blew my mind when I learned about mirroring. This is something that people do in negotiation. It's a really powerful technique. But when I better understood that people utilize this when they're dating, and it's sort of, whether it's conscious or not, it becomes a form of manipulation. And to me, it's very scary because if you're mirroring, you really are the most insecure person. You don't have a sense of self. So you begin to mirror behavior. Mirroring looks like you sit down with someone, let's say you're on a date, you're having coffee, and they start to ask you about your life. And whatever you say, they also do that. They also love it. They also read those books. They also are super into personal development. Oh my gosh, I love cats. Oh my gosh, I'm really close with my sister too. And it's part, it's like built into this whole love bomb thing because you're thinking, holy crap, we have so much in common. This person must be my soulmate. This person must be my new bestie. We are so aligned. And it's just super dangerous because psychologists have found that we will forever judge that person through the lens of their behavior at the beginning. So even when you start to get red flags, let's say it's three months in or six months in, and you're like, dang, they said that they were super into going to see concerts, but they're not. Like they they go with me, but we're not really having a good time. Or they said that they were really into their health, but every time we're at a party, they smoke a pack of cigarettes and have way too much to drink. And they say it's a one-time thing, but everything here is off. It's why I use the word consistently. I want you to just take stock of this right now, whether it is a romantic relationship or friendships in your life, to just ask are me and this person, are, are we showing up with the same values? Are we showing up in the same way? Because it feels a little bit like I'm showing up like this and they're showing up in a totally different vibe. They're showing up totally differently than they said that they wanted to. 
And we will make a thousand excuses, usually because, y'all, we are busy, we have lives, we have responsibilities, and people counting on us, and all the things. So it's highly possible you don't have time to double check, like, oh, my new friend Sarah, man, she's like kind of acting very different than I thought she was going to, but oh my gosh, it doesn't matter, like, whatever, I'm not going to see her for a month, it's fine. But those things begin to stack up. Are you and this person showing up consistently? And y'all, I would challenge anybody in a romantic relationship. I don't care if you've been married for 40 years. If your relationship is healthy, then it shouldn't scare you to ask some questions about it. It's only when we know deep down something isn't right here that we are afraid to take a deeper dive. If we discover all this stuff's back there, if we open the closet and find all the crap that's hidden inside of it, then we're going to have to make some hard choices. But if we just ignore that this is happening and like keep doing this thing over here and let's focus on the parts of it that work, we don't have to face the hard stuff. But your unwillingness to face the hard stuff, your unwillingness to have the hard conversations is why you are energetically blocked in other areas of your life, in, in terms of flow and what's working and what's, it's like everything has to be flowing smoothly or one area of blockage is going to block something else. So if for no other reason than you're just trying to live a better life, to live a life that's more beautiful, that you enjoy more, you need to ask yourself this question. I've told you guys before, you know, is I was in my past relationship for 18 years. It was a really long time. Together for 18, married for 16. And we used to joke, and I'm using air quotes if you can't see me, we used to joke all the time that if we had met later, like if we had met each other 10 years in or 15 years in, that we wouldn't ever have asked for a second date. And we would laugh about that. But in retrospect, that was the biggest red flag on the planet that if we had met as the people we were that day, we would not be interested in each other at all. And it's because the reality was, as we both got older and as we evolved in different ways, we were very different people and we showed up in the world very differently. And if you looked, if I had just looked at what was happening consistently, not with words, but with actions, I would have recognized that much sooner. Be really mindful of anywhere in your life you are in a relationship with someone that has very different values than you do, that is showing up in the world very differently. All of us sort of go off the rails a little bit from time to time. All of us do something a little different, right? You go to Vegas for the weekend. You have sugar-free vodka Red Bull again, which you haven't had since you were 22, but it's like your cousin's bachelorette party. All of us have moments in time, blips in time, where we act out of character. But what I'm looking for is day in, day out, how is this person showing up? And frankly, why would you have someone in your life who's so misaligned with you in terms of values. Obviously, as I'm saying this, I'm talking about someone in your life who the values that they hold and the ethics that they go through the world with, the scenario where this is bad for you 
is when someone's values, ethics, principles are way lower than yours. On the flip side of that, if you have someone in your life, you're like, this is my mentor, my teacher, my big sister, whatever, and they are actually way more advanced than I am. God bless them because they are hanging out with me when I'm struggling, when I'm trying to become a better version of myself. That is beautiful. But it's also worth being mindful of that because if you are presenting yourself to someone else as having values that you are not consistently acting out, you need to have a gut check. You need to take a deeper dive and ask yourself, what is going on? Why am I showing up like this? Why am I acting in ways I know are not healthy? Why, when I've been blessed with like this amazing partner, this amazing friend group, this amazing family, whatever, why am I consistently sabotaging myself? Why am I potentially sabotaging this relationship that is so healthy for me, but maybe very unhealthy for the person on the other side of it? Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
You want to be mindful of people who are not compatible with you. But you also want to be mindful of anyone that you're like, damn, I am so lucky that I get to have this person in my life. I'm not going to screw it up. John Maxwell has been a very longtime mentor. And it's super, I'm super blessed that I have someone like him in my life that I can call, that I can, hey, how are you? What's going on? And he has told me for years, Rach, anytime you have my number, you call me up. You, But I'm also very conscious, <laughs> you know, even at his age, he is still doing all the things. His schedule is very intense. I have only really reached out to him for mentorship maybe once a year in the few years that I've known him, maybe twice. But you better believe that if I am going to reach out to John freaking Maxwell, that I'm going to come correct. I am going to like be prepared. I've got my notes. I don't want to waste his time. I'm going to come as the best version of myself because I respect that I'm getting to spend time with someone who is far advanced in a lot of the ways I would like to be advanced. So I'm like, all right, if I'm going to come into his atmosphere, if I get to fly at his level for a minute, if I get to do that, if I get that opportunity, then I want to be the best version of me. And it should be the same for all of us in any relationship. The number one way that you know you are compatible is are you both aligned with your values? Do you show up for your values consistently? The second way, the second how, the second how is how do you want to live? How do you want to live your life right now? How do you and this person want to live your life right now? Are you both super into working out? Day in, day out, you're going to get up, you're going to go to the gym, you're going to do the thing. Are you both into building a business? You're both aligned, you're entrepreneurs, you, you want to build something right now that is how you are living your life. Are you both super into partying poolside on the weekends? There is nothing wrong with that. I am not suggesting that there is any right way to be. I am suggesting that compatibility is about whether or not you have these things in common. How are you living in your day-to-day -day life? This is another one for, oh my gosh, friends that you have had for a decade, right? Friends that you have had since high school. Are you guys living life in the same way? You know, every once in a while, I'll connect with people that I grew up with, that I've known forever, and it's super nice to hear how they're doing. You know, you check in on the family. How's your mama? How's your sister? Like, you do those things, and it's beautiful to have people that have known you since you were five years old. But at the same time, I leave those interactions, those phone calls or those coffee dates or, you know, the text message. I leave them and I'm like, we have nothing in common now. I love this person. I will love this group of people for the rest of my life. And if any of them called me right now and they were like, Rach, I need you. I'm like, I got you. What do you need? Because that's the kind of bond that we have. It goes back that far that for life, if they need something, I'm here. But day to day, it, it, it's completely different lifestyles. And I think that people really miss this as the red flag that it is. 
if you sit down with your friends, like y'all listen to me, this is such a sign that your friendship or your relationship is not growing. If you sit down with this person and the only thing you can talk about is the past, the relationship is dying or already dead. This happens so often with friends where you're like, oh my God, remember that time that we did the bowling party and you fell down the lane and then you had like a stripe on your shirt that was glowing in the neon because it was black light bowling. And like, do you remember the time that we all went to Cabo and Sarah got food poisoning and she threw up in that sombrero and then they kicked us out of that club? Like those end up being such fun conversations because you're bringing up all the best times that you ever had. So you leave happy hour, you leave brunch, you leave the walk around the lake, you leave these experiences and you think, oh my gosh, I have so much fun every time I see Kevin. We laugh, we, you know, it's all great, da 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 But if you step back and ask yourself, you're like, Kevin is not interested in anything that is going on in my current life right now. In fact, oftentimes these friends, these relationships, these mentors, these whatever they are, are really only interested in who you were to them when you met them. For anybody that is working on themselves, doing the therapy, personal development, you're trying to build the business, you're trying to grow into the next version of yourself, and you get together with your friends, and the only thing they can talk about is who you used to be, that's a big red flag, for real. Because what's going to happen is you are going to revert to that version of yourself every time you are with this friend group. Or you're going to sit with someone and they just can't, like, they can't go there. I went to dinner recently with a friend of my boyfriend's. And I had never met this friend before. It was someone he had known forever and ever, like 25 years or something. So he was in town and we went to dinner. It was so nice. We had a great time. And we were, I mean, eight minutes into the conversation. And he was talking about his job where he has to travel a ton. He travels all over the world. And he was talking about the toll that that takes and being on different time zones and all these things. And I was like, oh, um, what are you doing to take care of your health? Like, what are you doing to ground yourself, to be centered as you move through these different spaces and times? And how are you taking care of your health? But also like, how are you taking care of yourself emotionally in the midst of a really hard season for you? And he just like looked at me for like 15 seconds. And he was like, whoa, okay, we're going to talk about this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't do surface. I'm not interested in a surface level conversation. I am only interested in real talk. And, you know, 20 minutes later, we were talking about all that we had gone through. He didn't know the story of my kids losing their dad and what the last like four months have been like. And we were telling him that story. And my boyfriend was like, yeah, you know, it's been a really hard couple of years. 2022 was really hard on us, but he didn't like say what it was. He kept talking about how hard 2022 was, but he didn't say anything. And I said to the guy, oh, um, I had accidentally gotten pregnant and um, it was such a shock to us, but then we were excited and trying to figure it out. And then the baby died in the second trimester. 
And it was devastating for me especially. And also just physically, it really messed with my hormones. And um, it was just really hard. I, I experienced a lot of depression for the first half of 2022. And this guy looked at me again and Boo looked at me because he was just sort of like, oh, okay, you're gonna. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, this is real life. Real life. Every freaking person on this planet, every single one of you watching this on YouTube or listening to it in your car, on your AirPods, like wherever you're getting this information, every single one of us is experiencing hard shit all the time. And I don't know why it's not more normal to just say how you really are. It's why my first conversation to everyone I meet, to every barista, to the kids, how are you? And I mean that genuinely. And if you ask me how I am, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to be like, I'm super overwhelmed today. My kids are driving me crazy. Or I'm having the best freaking day ever. I'm going to tell you the truth. That is how I want to live my life every single day. That's how I want to show up right now is as myself. And you need to make sure whatever your version of that is. If you're someone who's really into health, you are always going to be incompatible with someone who's kind of half into health. If you are really, oh my gosh, I have a friend who just went through this, where they are the most, I've rarely met someone that works this hard on themselves and they've had to do a lot of therapy and they are nowhere near perfect they are such a beautiful human. They are working so hard to figure themselves out. And they're fabulous. And they're gorgeous. And lots of people want to date someone who looks like they do. The problem is that if you're just looking from the outside and you're just looking at this person just being like, oh my gosh, beautiful. Yes. I'm, yeah. All the things. You don't always get someone wanting to talk to that person in a bar who's going to be compatible in the ways that matter. So bless, bless her because she keeps meeting people and she's like such a good human being. So she's always like, oh my gosh, they're so nice. They're so sweet. They're so whatever. I'm like, yeah, if they are not working on themselves as hard as you are working on themselves, it will never work, period because it's such a core value for her. It's the same for you. How are you living your day? What is the lifestyle that you want to have? Right now, in your experience, what is the lifestyle that you are trying to create? I have a very specific lifestyle. I really care about my health. I really believe that I cannot be the mama I wanna be and I am the only parent these kids have. So I cannot be that if I am not healthy emotionally, physically. Am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting enough water? Am I accidentally drinking too much caffeine? Like I really have to be conscious of that. I have a partner who cares about that even more than I do. Not on the level, more than I do. So if anything, I'm like learning from him. I could not be with someone who doesn't care about that. And I think I think about this a lot of like for our core circle, I wish that when you were succeeding in a certain area of your life – 
and you had a bunch of friends who really struggle in that area, that when they hung out with you, you would rub off on them. But what I think happens more often is that the area they struggle in, they actually pull you backwards. They actually pull you backwards. I heard someone say this recently. They were like, someone who's like good energy, good vibes, really good at something, succeeding and growing, it is impossible for that person, no matter how great they are, to pull up someone further down the rung who does not want to grow. Let me say it again. It doesn't matter how good you are, how brave, how strong, how beautiful energy, how much you're working. It doesn't matter how evolved you are. You are incapable of forcing someone to change who does not want to change. They were like, it doesn't work that way. But it is very easy for someone who is negative energy, bad vibes, wants to stay stuck, it is very easy for them to get their claws in someone who is trying to climb the ladder, who's trying to crawl out of the hole, who's trying to break the generational cycle. Like it's shockingly easy for someone with bad intentions to negatively impact someone who's trying their hardest. I just say that because you need to consider the full costs of the people you allow into your close circle. And I'm not even saying like, oh, you got to, you know, tell your cousin that you're never going to see her again. I just think the first step is being conscious that there's misalignment. And the second step is just making some space there. Finding some like, yeah, I'm not, we're not going to hang out every weekend. This isn't a great influence for me. Yeah, I just think it's super dangerous to continue to hang out with someone because you know you're a good influence for them. If you're like volunteering as a mentor, great. I love that. But in your personal relationships, you don't need to be anyone's mentor. You need to be coming in at the level of equals. I've used this a thousand times over the years, but the Bible has a scripture that talks about two oxen can't be unevenly yoked. A yoke is that um, harness that goes over the top of two oxen when they would plow a field, let's say. And if one ox was four feet tall at the shoulders and the other ox was two feet tall at the shoulders, this harness that's meant to sit between them both is never going to work. They're never going to be able to pull the plow to plow the field. It's the same with our personal relationships, especially romantic ones. If you are evolving as a human being and your boyfriend is staying in the exact same place and he's the same person that he was three years ago, you're unevenly yoked. It's never going to work. It's my friend meeting all these guys that she thinks are cool and they're actually fuckboys who want to date her because she's pretty but can't go deep with her. And if you can't go deep with her, then you can't meet her on any level and it's a waste of her time. 
so we talked about how are you both showing up consistently? What are those values in your day-to-day life and are they aligned? We talked about how do you both want to show up now? What is the life that you want to live? Do you both want to live the same kind of life? The third, if the second is how do you want to live now, the third is how do you want to live in the future? How do you want to live in the future? Do you have the same idea for what your future is going to be? If you both look out five years from now, 10 years from now, do you know what it is that you want to do? If you both look out five years in the future, 10 years in the future, are you aligned with where you are headed? Now, I have a really ridiculous example because I was like, oh, I want to give them an example of like my real life. But number one, is a big part of what I am doing with my life and my future is raising these kids. I am raising four kids, doing my very best to get the four of them to adulthood as good human beings. I could not have a partner who doesn't understand that that's what my future is, that I am this is where we're going. This is the, we already talked about this, how we want to do our current life. This is what my day-to-day looks like. And this is where I'm going. This is the big like goal of my life right now. One path is like, I'm a mama and I want to do this really well. And there are very specific ways that I want to show up. And as a, as a romantic partner, I, again, I couldn't be with someone who didn't understand fully support that, fully love that, and fully support me in that role. The other piece is so stupid, you guys, but I am, I'm I'm bougie. I'm going to just say it. On the one hand, there is this part of me that is like forever and ever, a dirt bag, a beach hair, don't care, cutoffs, flip-flops, that is definitely a part of me. But when it comes to how I live my life, I like, I love to travel. I like a nice hotel room. I I absolutely will put off taking a trip for the amount of time it takes me to set aside the amount of money that will allow me to take that trip in a bougie way. I, not everybody is aligned with this. Not everybody likes this, wants this, none of it. Plenty of people are like, I really want to go to the tropical island. I really want to go to Hawaii and I'll stay wherever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to fly in the center seat on Southwest and I'm going to stay at whatever hotel. I just want to be on the island. I have tons of friends like that. That's their choice. I love that for them. But for me, I'm just being real. I would rather not take the trip to be able to save up for a trip that's like, the way that I want to experience that. Your girl has traveled so much. And when you've traveled as much as I have, you have some ideas, some beliefs, some aesthetic choices that you want in your location. You're like, what does this have to do with your future? Because y'all, I want to live well. I want to raise these babies. I want to do a good job of that. And when these babies are raised... You are going to find me. Where are you going to find me? On uh, maybe it's like six months in the south of France. Maybe it's six months in Switzerland. I I don't know, but you are not going to find me in one location. You are going to find me living my best freaking life 
And my best life, as we have established, she's bougie. So that means I am very dedicated to the work that I do, to wanting to run a really smart business, to make great financial decisions, to invest in the right places. I'm very dedicated to learning as much as I can, growing as much as I can, so that I have the kind of money that I want to have when these kids are launched and I get to go be the woman that goes to the same beach club in Nice every day. And I also, in this scenario, know how to speak French at this point. And I go, you know, stare at the ocean and have a glass of champagne. And that is my life because I'm older and retired and I launch these kids and this is what I want to do. And it just so happens that Boo also absolutely super aligned on like, this is where we're headed. This is where we're headed. If the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, Boo's going to be sitting next to me on that beach in the south of France, having a glass of champagne, getting pictures of like the kids, you know, grown and like living their best lives. We also slash living our best life. So we're both really aligned on like, we want to live well. We're willing to work very hard for the financial means to live in a way that we want to live. And that when we get through the season of these children, we want to travel and have adventures and, you know, do the work that we can do from anywhere in the world and just live a really beautiful life. If I had a partner who wanted to have a very traditional life or a very conservative life or didn't like to travel, didn't like to leave home, the idea of, you know, spending six months in another country made them hyperventilate. They couldn't imagine what's going to happen here. We're incompatible in the future that we want to have. Maybe you're in a relationship and one of you desperately wants to be a parent and the other doesn't. It has got to be one of the most dangerous choices I ever see couples make when one person does not want to have children, but they deeply love their partner and their partner really does want to have children, and then they make the choice to have a baby. That's a crazy, that is a crazy life-changing decision. We don't talk about it enough, but that rarely goes well. It rarely goes well. Because even if you end up loving your child because they are your child and you're like, all right, I committed to this, like I'm going to be in it, there's a part of the person who did not want to have that baby who now resents the partner who sort of forced them into it. It's just like a, it's incompatible. How do you want to live your life every single day? And how do you want to live your life in the future? Can your partner even see the same future that you can see? Ask yourself that question for a minute. Can they even see it? Do you not describe the vision that you have for your life because you know you're going to get pushback because they're going to think you're crazy? That should be a red flag. If you don't have anybody in your life that you can speak openly and honestly to about what you see for your future, that's a red flag. Because y'all, yeah, maybe you're one of those people who will work in you know, silence and obscurity and you'll just make it work and then you'll show everybody what it is and that's how they'll be able to catch your vision. But more often than not, if we're not able to speak our vision, we won't pursue it. 
if we're not able to speak our vision, if we're not able to be honest about what we see for ourselves, we take away any momentum, any energy. We play small. We keep it quiet. We don't want to bother anybody with our aspirations or our goals or our hopes or our dreams. We just like, let's make it real quiet. Nobody has to know. I'll keep playing this character because this is the version of me that they like best. And I'll live out the next 50 years and we'll call it good. What, what a waste. What a waste of your God-given potential. What a waste of your ability to experience freedom. I don't want that for you. And I hope you don't want it for yourself. You don't have to make any big decisions today, but it's worth being real honest with yourself about your romantic partner and your closest friends and maybe your work. Are you aligned on your values? Do you want to live today in the same way? Do you want to live tomorrow in the same way? If you answer no to those questions, it's time to have a bigger conversation. All right, guys, those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts for today. These are my sleeves for today. I hope that this was helpful. If you are still here, if you are hanging out on YouTube, send this video to a friend, would you? Subscribe to the channel so you never miss an episode. Give this video a thumbs up. If you are listening to this in audio form, oh man, I would really appreciate if you would send it to a friend or share it on your social if you think it's a good one, if you think there's something in it that can be helpful. This show will always be available to you guys absolutely for free. And the only thing I ask in advance is that you just put the work out there in the world. I will be back soon with more ideas, more things that are floating around in my head, more peplums and puff sleeves. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.